Hello and welcome to the Michael T. Justice Podcast. Thanks for listening, and if you would like to respond to any of the things you hear, please hit me up here on Anchor, or at Twitter, at Michael T. Justice, or Facebook, Michael T. Justice. And you can also check out YouTube, Michael T. Justice, for some of the videos that I'm talking about, as well as a few videos that I've made. Alright, so I was listening to a uh, talk with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about how we would perceive or register a fourth dimension if we saw it and he was talking about you know uh, a lot of interesting thoughts about it kind of explaining how dimensions you know, one dimension two dimensions uh, you know how we utilize them and, and how to how to uh, it was just a good talk on conceptualization of that concept I don't know that was a rounded sentence there but but anyway it was it was a good video and um or a good talk and um i actually put it in a playlist there on my website or my uh youtube channel also michael t justice uh but it got me thinking about something because there towards the end he was talking about if we met a fourth dimensional creature, like he was just talking about the the amount of understanding that we have and, and, and how we would even be able to perceive or, or deal with certain things. And it, it kind of makes me think about, I kind of think of humanity in a way as a flower. You know, you know what I mean? Like, we're growing. And, um... We can't conceive of certain things. Like, there's things now that our children just kind of understand that even a hundred years ago, or two hundred years ago, certainly, and then you go even further back, that, that people just would think was magic or some something crazy, you know, and um, we're able to do it and, and, and to understand it. And we need to improve that, certainly, so that we can continue on what I think is a growth. Now, I'm getting way outside of my realm here because I ain't nobody's preacher. And I certainly ain't nobody's expert on anything. So I'm just telling you, like, my own thoughts as, as I've kind of spent these 51 years roaming this, this globe, not doing much roaming since I never left the shores. But anyway, 51 years around the sun. And um, it just seems like we're getting better on a level. And so it makes me hope, right, that that we are working towards 
a better, like that this is gonna work out, right? I mean, I know that we have these retrograde moments And, and I, I just, I hope we're able to make it. I know we'll make it. But, I mean, when you, when I'm thinking, like, as a humanity, it's kind of weird because, like, I you know, going back to his talk, and he was talking about how, you know, if you're embedded in these two dimensions, then how can you even conceive of the third dimension? And so when that, you know, he was talking basically about how an ant, looking at a surface would would just be like all right there's no more room here but we can pick it up like pick an item up to the end it just disappeared but we took it and moved it straight up you're still within the same space but you're on a different dimension right you've gone into a height dimension and how the ant just would have no concept of what was going on and that's how we are with so much i mean uh our growth has been so vast as a species. I mean, because I don't understand all the medical stuff and all the technological advances that we've had in communications and in medicine and in weaponry and in hell, cooking. I mean, just everything that we that we do, you know, there there are these improvements and and as those things happen. As the concepts and the science behind those things is handed to our children, you know, they're starting out ready to go. Now, as an ant down here in the two dimension, I see that as like, okay, so we're propelling the, the next generation to be prepared for the enlightenment to be prepared for the, the next right to, to the, the next level uh, as we move forward right so again as an ant down here in this level I'm thinking Who is it we're preparing? You know, we, we've got to, we cannot leave behind entire portions of our humanity. And it seems like that's what's happening. And we know that it was happening by design, I mean, we know it, right? If you go back and you look at your history, then you know which is one of those dimensions for, for us to think about uh, yeah, uh, time is another dimension that, or that concept is crazy, or is deep, I'll put it that way. But, as I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about the whole concept that um, like right now we're preparing the future generations for the technological advancements that are coming 
And my concern is that the way the world is set up, that we end up leaving behind a big chunk of our species. This then leads into, you know, it's all, not always about race, but race is an ever-present thing, and we have to consider how we're going to resolve the growing, you know, how we're going to go forward as a species, as a humanity, if we're going to do it together. And now as we go forward, and we've got generations being prepared for the coming, you know, advancement, and we know that the world was set up in a way over the last I don't know what you want to even look at. I mean, the the current geopolitical setup is a di- direct uh, legacy from colonial powers, right? I mean, the the maps that we have, the countries that any 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 country on the planet just about is a result of European <laughs> European uh, decisions on what the boundaries should be or changes to those boundaries in the last 50 to 70 years, right? So the boundaries that were set up by the colonial power, this is a country, that's a country, that's a country, regardless of what tribal or... Uh, whatever other kind of political setup they may have had previously, you know, they just, these are the districts that we've set up for our purposes. France, you get that. England, you get that. Spain, you get that. However, they've set it up all over the world. And then the putting the pieces back together over the last 50, 70 years is what's been going on. And any you know, we, we, we first let's start there, acknowledge that. Then, what we got to consider is how to write this ship, if indeed you want to write the ship. Because I think that, that we, we have to want to bring it all together and not excise a group you know, bring it down to one race. I don't, I'm not, you know what I mean? If there's going to be one race, it would be a mixture. It would be, I, I don't even see, I mean, I, I would hope that race would be like race would almost be like uh, a dialect or like a, an accent. It's not a <laughs> Anything more than that, right? Like if you see someone and you talk to somebody and like they're from a different portion, but you still are speaking the same language, you have certain, you know, commonalities you just accept. You don't look at them like as a whole different. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say that that I would hope that at some point in the future, race could be such a. A, a much smaller factor in how we deal and, and work with people, but it cannot be so 
It simply cannot be so currently. What was broken has to be fixed. What was broken has to be fixed. So it's just simple as that. What was broken has to be fixed unless you want this, let's, I mean, then it becomes this, it would, it by necessity would, would become this thing where it's a, a, an extermination of all the races. So we either work together and I think there's plenty of people who are willing to do that. Now, the second stage of that, though, becomes fixing that which was broken. Now I slide into a little bit about South Africa. And I haven't really gone into it too deeply. Um, but not deeply at all. I'm, I'm hearing about the repatriation of lands and, and, and that kind of stuff. And in South Africa and it brings to mind the very real question okay what do you do and I'm not putting a I'm not saying this that or the other thing I'm just asking like the question right it has to be asked and that's the discussion that has to be had is like what do you do in a situation where something like 20% of the people ran and owned all of the wealth and, and prosperous land put 80% of the people in not bondage but what apartheid was and then you know we get rathered together as a world as a, to say you guys can't do this to these people and we affected through the the public through the will of public opinion i mean i i truly believe that we can work this out because it, it was done it was like listen we're going to you gotta stop this you cannot keep doing this apartheid that was what was done now the question the discussion the conversation has to continue like how do we fix what was broken because now there's, you know, some talk, uh, South Africa, uh, you know, you, you, now you have political freedom. So now you got 80% of the people that are still economically disadvantaged specifically because of the policies and laws that were in place. So now... How you, you you cannot just say, okay, now it's, you know, hey, sorry about that old chap. <laughs> Let's move on. Now you get to vote and you get to be president, but we own everything. And that's just kind of how it is. And we'll see how it shakes out from here on out. I mean, there's got to be some kind of, of mechanism whereby you achieve some sort of balance. And I don't know. I mean, I've heard people say, like, the white people just got to leave. Well, they've been there for, I don't know, 
100 years, 200. I don't even know the whole history of South Africa. And I'm not even advocating that necessarily. I'm just saying, what are we going to do about this? You know, the, the, the answer cannot just be, well, that ain't fair. You can't take their land. I mean, come on. It's like, well, we, we know that the way that the wealth and the land and the prosperity was gained, in that case specifically, I mean, when you talk about the natural wealth of, of South Africa, I think it's diamonds and gold, right? Maybe some oil, I'm not even sure. But you know, when you think about what they've been extracting from that place, shipping in Indian workers and, and whatnot to, to um, deal with it, as well as, you know, fighting, killing, and subjugating the, the black population, you know, the native population. Now, here we are over a hundred years later because I think that stuff was like in the 19 there's like the Boer Wars I think like the 1890s or something like that it was all you know here's the thing there's a whole lot of history that we don't know because we don't take the time to know it is really all it is to it because I mean I could know more about it uh, but the fact of the matter is that you know however it happened we know that it happened because of the policies and laws that were in place and, and that set the board a certain way. So now the question is, how do you reset the board? And I don't want to reset the board like, okay, let's kill all the white people and then we'll figure it out because then you just end up with more of the same, just not based on race, right? I'm not talking about a power-dominated, you know, uh, thing. It's It's got to be, there's got to be a way for us to work this out and I think the planet much like the world was involved in the South African regime change in a peaceful manner I think the economic change has to be witnessed by the people by the world and, and here's why because I'm hopeful that it becomes a model I'm hopeful that we can come up with a model because we need one because we're going to need it here in the United States. I'm going to just go ahead and be extra radical now and say that I, I don't know how and I ain't calling for taking this, that, or the other thing, but it's in some way, shape, or fashion, there has to be a rebalancing because clearly there were, you know, it's just clear if you look at history on any level that, you know, the, the game was rigged in so many ways and you know I think just like all of that stuff man all corruption it works because every, there's enough the corruption is massive enough that there's enough spoils to share all the way down and you know sorry white people but our because I'm half white so our relic, our descendants took their portion and stood, stood by in large part. Said, hey, I know the Bible says don't do this and treat people this way and don't do that. But hey, guess what? 
I kind of like this living we got here. I mean, we're killing Indians, but, you know, we're eating good. I mean, we got to suffer and we got to build the land and da, da 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 I mean, this is just my take on it and my view of it and not, like I said, in a negative way because I love America. I love the ideas. I mean, I think that we are too simplistic sometimes in the way we try to apply our ideals. And now I'm just kind of rambling, I know, but thanks for listening. Hope you respond. I gotta get some work done.